Hey, welcome back, everybody, to The Defectives. This is Darren. Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. My name is Ryan. And um, we got a special guest here with us. Uh, if uh, An individual that, for me, I've known for close to six years, uh, but six. not at this level that I think we're getting ready to find out about, which is cool. And that's, uh, that's my buddy, uh, Pastor Zach. Thank you for uh, having me on, guys. It's it's an honor and a privilege to be here. Yeah. It's really good seeing you guys. It, it really is. Yeah. yeah, I've known Zach for the span of two months, one three weeks apart. <laughs> uh, um, it's good to have you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about tonight. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So we're just gonna we're gonna just throw a few things out there and open up uh, and let. Uh, Pastor Zach, get uh, kind of give us a little warm up about what perhaps his journey has looked like um, uh, up until you know today type of scenario, right? Um, so, you want to just give us a little background about what led you towards seeking spirituality, towards seeking God? I was in active addiction for seven years, <clears throat> and um, within those seven years, I was trying to get clean. And I kept doing it my way. And um, I learned the hard way that I had to change the way I think in order for me to uh, live differently. So I found out the hard way, think differently, live differently. And um, I had an encounter. I had an encounter with, with God. I wasn't seeking him out. You know, some, some people's stories were always about them hitting rock bottom. Me, I, everything was good. <clears throat> now every, Everybody's rock bottom looks different. Yeah. But uh, I had a great job, had a lot more hair, um, <laughs> uh, making a lot of money, good. I mean, living in, I was living on 11th and Asbury in Ocean City. Mm. I mean, everything was good. Chilling. You know, right, chilling. And uh, I remember my, my roommate was going to Pennsylvania for the weekend. I was like, I right, got the apartment to myself. I got a whole bag of weed to smoke. And that's what I did, right to the face, smoked it and... While I was get, while I was getting high, I heard this voice on the inside of me, an internal voice, and it said, "Why are you wasting your life?" And I'm going to be honest with you, I was like, "This is some good weed." <laughs> yeah, I'm. That's the, that was the first thing that came to my head. I'm like, "This is good," and I heard the voice again. Yeah. Why are you wasting your life? Mm. And this time, when I heard it the second time, I, uh, I just for no reason. I mean, I know why now, but I just broke down. I just started crying. And I remember looking up to the ceiling, and I don't even know why I said it, but it just came out. I said, God, if this is you, prove yourself to me. Honest to God. Mm. And no lie, five minutes later, the phone rings, and it's my aunt from Florida. And she calls me up, and she says, Zach? I said, yes, who's this? She goes, this is your Aunt Rosie. Like at this time in my life, I had pruned everyone from my life because of my addiction. I didn't want to hear, I didn't want to hear it from anybody. She goes, this is, this is exactly what she said. God is trying to get your attention, so pay attention. Oh, what the fuck? And, and she freaks me out. And she goes, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. Dude, when, when she hung up, I knew something was reaching out, man. Yeah. And that was my first encounter with God. Yeah. Wow. Like, before that, I mean, I went to church and yeah. I knew all the stuff. But that was like my first time where, where God revealed himself. And my journey started there. That's a pretty clear cut sign. Like, hey, Good bud. Lord. Yes, I am here. And what the fuck are you doing? And podcast over. Thanks. Yeah. That was fucking, man. 
I don't think I, I don't know if I ever actually had heard that story. Even when, uh, well, just to give our a little background to our story, I, m- I met uh, Pastor Zach in RCA when I came in as a patient, and um, you had just kind of started. You were almost like on a. I don't know that it was a per diem scenario, but you definitely would were given you a were part time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, for me, um, I remember. And this is this is just this was how I was. I saw your name on the thing, and I was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm good." Yeah. And then a couple of the girls were like, "Oh my God, you got to go see Pastor Zach." I was like, "Oh, absolutely." <laughs> <laughs> so listen, all, all these struggles and challenges I have with women throughout my whole life, it brought me to you though, because mm. I followed them right into your class. Mm, come on, you know. Um, I got you in. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, man, right. too. Yeah. One of the names I like to call God is Jehovah Sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> He's sneaky, boy. He knows how to get your attention. Yeah. He knows how to snatch you up. So how old were you when that, when that, when, you know, was, like when you were I running, was 24. When that happened? When that happened. So you were running in your teens and then up oh, to yeah. Yeah, heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, first uh, 18 all the way to, all the way to 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First year, actually last year, last year of high school. And, uh, yep, seven years, man. Seven years of hell. (laughs) Now, you've been clean since then? Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. So, 24 years? Uh, Yeah. Wow. So, I lost lost track after 20. I I stopped counting after Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like, because I'm just one decision of going back. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I keep it real. And I tell everybody, you know, when I run group and, and I'm very transparent with this, you know, I love to get high. There's something in me that likes to get high. I, there's something in me that loves crack cocaine. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just one decision of going back to that. And I have to make sure that I am uh, very, uh, very close to my higher power because yeah. <laughs> he's the one that gets me through each day mm-hmm. without that relationship, without abiding in him. I'm done. I'm in big trouble. Yeah, we know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Looks like sitting on a couch talking to God. <laughs> <laughs> this is good weed. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's funny. Man. Oh man, um, yeah. So I remember I came into your class and um, you uh, you had a guitar sitting next to you, and uh, you were you were very you had a big bright glow to your face, right? Like a big smile. And um, people were very excited to be in this class. Like you could feel there was this vibe in there. And, I, and I'm and i guessing they had gone to a few of yours. I, I, the first time I went to you, I was only a couple days into the uh, thing. Um, so I hadn't gone to it yet. And uh, But you could feel the vibe. And I was like, huh, this feels different than the other groups that I've been to so far. Mm-hmm. And nothing against those. But when you can feel an energy in a room that is like... We are excited for what's getting ready to happen. And um, I would find out that, I don't know if it was that one or it was the next one, but I know what you did for me, and that was um, not just in your talk, because there was power there, there was energy, and there was an excitement that um, lined up with another man from there, uh, Chris Brennan, who was similar to you in this excitement of not doing drugs anymore and living life. Right, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Why are these guys so excited about this? Um, and you started talking, and I started, I, I started to tune out almost because um, the word God came up, mm. you know, and, and 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 I knew it was coming because you had pastor at the beginning of your name, and, <laughs> and I'm like, I know it's coming, I know it's coming, and it started coming, and I was like, 
But because of that energy, um, I didn't shut out, mm. right? And, and, and that was new to me because I, you know, I was a Catholic schoolboy, you know, for most of my childhood, as we've discussed on here in, in, uh, previously. And um, you broke out that guitar, and that, I think, is probably what got me to now not only not just listen, but, like, pay attention. Um, and you handed out some, uh, you handed out the, the words to the song, and you handed out a couple other little things, and uh, it was the song, uh, Everything and Nothing Less. Um, that thing meant so much to me. My mom um, printed out the, the song words and put it in, a, uh, put it in a, a picture frame for me that sits next to my bed today. And it's also the tattoo that's on my arm, right? Um, I mean, that's this, this is what you did for me was to open... Well, you're the first one that got me to think that, well, maybe, hmm. right? Like, well, maybe, okay. I'm, I'm not going to leave the room. Um, it was the room right across from the cafeteria, too, so you were real noticeable if you got up <laughs> and left. <laughs> um, but I wasn't going to leave the room, hmm. right? And, and I remember I cried um, during one of your, uh, one of the, the singings of that song. And um, I knew something was a little different at that moment because for me to cry in front of people and it not to be used in manipulation form, right? Like usually when I'm crying in front of people, it's because I'm going to need some things from y'all. Mm. Um, and that wasn't the case, right? I was sitting there and I was crying in your room and the tears were just coming down. I wasn't trying to hide it. And um, I was like, what the f is this? You know, um, <laughs> the greatest thing is uh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know what the words were to the song, even though they were in front of me. And I didn't understand much about it, but for some reason, just listening to you sing got me to be present at that moment. Mm. One of one of the things that uh, I'm, I'm really big on is the presence of God, because His presence is what really changes us. Um, going going to a spiritual meeting and learning information about God is not enough. I, I say this all the time. Information without revelation will never bring transformation. And me opening up the meetings with uh, music right now in heaven as we're speaking, there's music. There's a huge concert taking place. God loves music. And when I would open up my groups, it would always be with music because God God will always inhabit the praises of his people. God is in the center of praise. He's in the center of worship. So music creates this atmosphere so that God can be there and we can experience. So that energy that you were feeling was just God just saying, I'm here. Here I am. <laughs> and you felt it and you were open. And um, no matter no matter what the motive was for you to get there, you got there and he, he got your attention. And um, that's it's that's to hear you say that it's a, it's a huge blessing. Thank you for sharing that. You know, sometimes you don't hear or see the fruits of your oh, labor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I'm looking and I'm hearing the fruit, so it's a blessing to me right now. Yeah, man. that's fire. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> um, so, were you raised like religious? Where you go to cat? Was there a Catholic school? Was it you know? Like, I'll tell you what happened. My mom would take. So my mom and dad separated. Um, they they separated due to like uh, uh, adultery and all that stuff. And uh, we lived in New York for 15 years. It was just mm -hmm. my mom, 
me, my brother, my sister, and uh, she would take us to church. But we went. We went. Right. Yeah. You know, we went, and uh, there was a whole bunch of other stuff that was going on in the home. You know, but uh, we just went. Nothing. But I always knew as a little kid that God had something for me. I don't know what it was, but I just knew there was always something more to life than just what everybody was talking about. But I didn't know what that was. But um, at the age of fifteen. I, I gave my heart to the Lord. I gave my heart to Jesus. So, Je- like you know, so here's a so here's a disclaimer. Here's a small in the small print. Jesus is my higher power, mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, some people freak out with that, you know. Yeah, They're like, because yeah, yeah. you know, it's so it's easy to talk about God, right? Well, let's talk about God, right? All right, God, higher power. But when we start talking about Jesus, everyone's like, yo, yo, <laughs> hold on, no. It's like Jesus is offensive. You know what yeah. I mean? His teachings were offensive. I mean, they killed the dude because he was claiming to be God. You know, he didn't, they didn't kill him because he was a good person. The reason why he got stoned was because he made himself one with God. So like, no, wait a second. You're not going to do this. We're going to take you out. And that's where they killed him. But anyway, with that being said, you know, Jesus is my higher power. I gave my life to him at 15. And I just knew him in here. <clears throat> and at the age of 24... He showed himself to me in a way that, you know, and I could tell you a story where he walked into my room, but I don't know if we got time for that. <laughs> we got time for it. Now I need to hear it. <laughs> you want to hear the story? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I mean, because it was, it was one of those, it was one of those experiences to where it just kind of put, it was like, you know, the whipped cream on the Sunday. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, cause it's kind of like you have all these religions and it's like, you got, and, and, and I'm not here to, to talk bad about any other faiths, but to me, it was kind of like, God prove yourself to me, you know? And, um, God proved himself to me through the person of Jesus. So one night I go to bed and, um, you know, that, that, that state where you're kind of, you're up, but you're sleeping. It's kind of, I think they call it REM sleep. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I was at. And, um, I was laying down and I was just kind of in this, I was, I was, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I remember waking up and waking up, but still sleeping weird looking at the clock. It's three o'clock and, um, my door flings open and the 12, actually, no, the 11 disciples walk into my room. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah, and man. I wasn't stoned. I wasn't high. <laughs> yeah. I had I had a couple years clean. Mm. And I'm like, whoa. And I knew, and it's pitch black, and the 11 disciples walk in, they're on my bed, and I knew who each one was by name. They never, I could hear them talking, but their mouths aren't talking. Their mouths aren't moving. Mm. Weird. And I'm looking at them, and I'm like what's going on? I there was this fear but peace at the same time yeah and I, I just knew that I knew like I really believe when we get to heaven there's not gonna there's not gonna be no introductions you're just gonna know who everybody is yeah. oh that's Moses oh that's Adam oh that's Eve that's whatever you know what I mean you're just gonna know oh that's Ryan that's you're just gonna know and I just knew who they were and they're they're around the bed and all of a sudden they made they kind of like parted they kind of like moved away and Jesus walks into the room and I was like, Oh my God. And, and I remember looking at him mm. and his eyes, there was just so much love, man. And I'm like, I'm like, but when I looked at him, I was so ashamed because I knew he knew everything. Like, you know, we got so many secrets, man. We just, I mean, there are things that, that, that you haven't told anybody. And when I looked at him, it was like all that stuff was exposed. 
Like I knew that he knew everything about me, everything that nobody knew. And I looked away and I looked away in shame and I could feel him pulling me to look at him. He never opened up his mouth one time. He never said anything to me. He just looked and I looked at him because I could feel him pulling at me. And there was something he wanted to say to me, but he didn't say it because it wasn't time yet. And I remember looking at him and just for two seconds, it was just this, this eye to eye contact. And I woke up and I woke up that morning and I was like, Oh my God. Mm. And it felt so real, dude. Felt so real. It was real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> no, and that, that shame you're talking about is that was like, that's what, um, geez, geez. Mm. So, I couldn't imagine anything could love me after all the shit I did. Like how I hated myself. So how could anything or anybody love me after, after all of the shit I did up until that point and the love I felt when I had my moment was all love. Like, unless you know that, unless you know that feeling of all love, mm -hmm. the word all love makes no, it doesn't even mm -hmm. carry, you know, it carries no weight, but that feeling of all love was like, Oh my God, it's all, it, it's all going to be okay. Like all the shame that I felt and all the embarrassment and guilt and hatred I had for myself in that moment was lifted mm. gone. Like everything was washed away. So anxiety, anxiety washed away the, the depression, whatever word you want to put on it was washed away gone lifted for me and i was like what the fuck is capable of that mm. there's only one thing i've heard of <laughs> there's only one thing that people talk about that i know is capable of that and it's nothing human Come something on. greater than me that's good <laughs> oh it was that's, good that's real good the best fucking drug ever <laughs> the best high is the most high yeah. <laughs> yeah for real for real i was like dude it was the greatest feeling of my life i've talked about it on on here before but it was at a moment of just pure defeat mm. pure death nothing left done ball game's over i'm out mm. like that so good dude like a it, it's like when light invades the darkness uh, and that's my subtitle for, uh, for uh, faith over addiction. We'll get into later. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to hear about. It. I mean, I think I think that's a good segue into what your what is this? So I've been I've been working with churches rehabs for the past eleven years, and um, I'm so thankful for the past eleven years because it's prepared me for this season of my life. And uh, um, on September nineteenth, I was uh, laid off from Recovery Centers of America. And uh, I tell you what, I am so thankful for Recovery Centers of America because they gave me an opportunity to meet a lot of people, um, to you know, to let me use my gift. And um, I, you know, I I'm so thankful for them. I really am. And um, I uh, I just kind of felt like the Lord was just leading me. It's, it's time to step out the boat. So I started a group about two years ago called Faith Over Addiction. And um, I really couldn't put my heart and soul into it because I was working full time. So after getting laid off, I felt like the Lord was saying, this is what I want you to do. I want you to, I want you to do this thing full time. And um, it's, so what faith over addiction is, I believe it's a deliverance ministry. 
Now that might, and I'm not talking about UPS or FedEx. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> just different packages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. So, uh, deliverance ministry is uh, is a ministry to where pretty much where light invades the darkness. Mm. And sometimes that can get a little messy because uh, there is, I believe, in demonic possession and also demonic oppression. Addiction is a spiritual problem. And without a spiritual solution, our lives become unmanageable. The We need more, and I want to be careful how I say this because I believe in AA, I believe in NA, I believe in Celebrate Recovery, which is a Christian AA version. I believe in rehab. I believe in treatment. I believe in detox. I believe in the 12 steps. I believe in all these things. I promote them. But when it comes to deliverance and the supernatural power of God in our lives, we need something just a little bit more. Some We need something. Let me say this way. We need something supernatural, something supernatural to invade our lives, to bring us to a place of spiritual awakening. Now, all those other things are good and they're great and that works for some people but there are some people where heaven needs to come down and just and do and and do a mighty work mm-hmm. if that makes any sense makes perfect deliverance sense to me. freedom yeah. Yep. yeah and that's a process so when light invades darkness is the subtitle for uh for faith over addiction i'm excited i'm actually i just I got some logos made up and um, actually I paid someone to get the logos done. They just emailed me. So I haven't looked at it yet. So I'm kind of excited oh, to check them out. So now is this um, in Atlanta County right now? Um, so there, there's actually five kind of like five or six uh, services we'll be providing okay. First is I will be going into the rehabs and running groups, mm-hmm. kind of like a facilitator. Sure. Uh, the second will be a membership site to where people can go log on um, and pretty much it, it will be kind of like spiritual maintenance. Uh, it, it's it's new content every month and it's, uh, it's just teaching people how to renew their minds because that's where freedom comes. Freedom comes from changing the way we think and people need to be coached in that. So I'll coach people through this membership site and with the membership site, I will also have people uh, coming through the Facebook group and um, just me just staying in contact with them. Also going to churches, training people how to break free from addiction. Um, and uh, the big goal is to have faith over addiction groups in different areas and training facilitators and then compensating the facilitators and them leading the groups. So kind of like AA, yeah. AA, you've got AA groups. Right. Well, I would like I would like to have a faith, it would, it would be FOA, right. an FOA group and people run in those groups but there would be a training so it would be uh, faith over addiction university or training center to where we would train people to run groups so that they can just do their thing so that they can have an outlet to move in their gift but they would be compensated and I'm really and I I think I talked to you about this and I'm really big on this one I want to compensate them I want to pay them because we have a lot of talented people a lot of people that uh, uh, that are gifted God has delivered them God has used them in a powerful way but yet, you know, we ask them to, to use their time to speak and run groups and they're not compensated. I don't like to me, I think that's unfair. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think um, I think it's uh, it's a blessing. It's a win win. Yeah, it's a win win. So, yeah, it's awesome. And I'm still working things out. I sure, mean, I really don't sure. know. And I just that sounded pretty. <laughs> that can all change. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
this faith, uh, faith over addiction is you mentioned Facebook. Is that, is that an open? No, uh, that's a private group. Okay. So you need to be invited by someone or you, you could, you could, if you find the group online, mm-hmm. you can, um, you can, uh, what you call it. You can send in, uh, an, you could request an invitation gotcha. and it'd have to be approved. It's not, the Facebook group is not public. Right. Um, the membership site is not even active yet. That's uh, still in the works. Yeah, yeah. W- what I'm doing right now is I'm actually creating a starter, a starter course so that people can get, um, uh, can kind of get their feet wet with the information. Mm. And then from there, I'll kind of find direction on which way to go with the membership site. Um, I'm, what I'm really excited about is I'm going to be using some um, artificial intelligence software in the, on the membership site. So with, and I want to be careful how I say this because it's not a disrespect toward rehabs, but sometimes rehabs can, can have cookie cutter treatment. Mm-hmm. With artificial intelligence software, when you come up to the membership site, we're going to ask you questions and it's going to direct you to what kind of information you need. Yeah. Does that make sense? So if you come up to the, the, uh, the website and you're struggling with fear, we're going to direct you to information about fear. If it's about lust or anger or anything. So not everyone that goes to the membership website is going to be dealing with the same character defects. Right, so yeah. I'm excited about that. That's yeah, man. Shit. <laughs> Send it Welcome over to this way. <laughs> <laughs> Send them to me. That's <laughs> awesome. We can all use that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you had mentioned Ryan that, uh, you didn't have a whole lot of experience with him, but I know you had a experience. Yeah, with sure. Him. Absolutely. I, uh, so yeah, pastor Zach Sunday service was like, uh, let's avoid that one at all costs. That's not even, I'm not even, no, um, until like <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I was, um, and I don't mean that by you. That's and, and it is no, no offense to you. That is where, no, that I is where it. I stood I with it. God Trust and, me, and religion, man. I, uh, I wanted nothing to do with it, which you know kind of explains why I was in there, <laughs> dying. Mm. Um, mm. But so I used to go there and, and people watch and judge, straight up. Like I would go in there Sunday mornings. That was my. Sunday morning cartoon. Mm. And um, again, I do not mean any offense to this. It's just where I was. And um, so I go in there, I hear the the guitar playing and the excitement. And I was like, I was sitting in the back. And I was like, I kind of like this. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So I left, you know, and then I came back the next week. I don't know if it was my first time in. Or my, I think it was my second time in. I think I remember this. Dude. I think I, was I remember you getting in. up and walking out. So, Good. so I came back and um, I sat there and listened. And then you did the thing when you were going around praying, putting your hands on on the, the shoulders, walking behind people praying. Loud. Shit was loud too. I was like, oh my god, he's gonna come over here. Fuck. And, and you did, of course. And you came, came up right behind me and put your hands on my shoulders and you were, you you were saying never the same again, never the same again. And then you paused and you said, help this man repair the bridges he's burned. And like that had been the theme of the whole week. Mm. And I was sitting there and my eyes were closed and my chest got hot 
it got like blazing hot and I was like, what the fuck? Mm. Like it was warm and, and then hot. And I was like, am I drugged right now? And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I felt, you know, it washed over me. Mm. And I was like, I'm drugged right now. Something's <laughs> fucked up. Like they put something in my cereal this morning. <laughs> this is not. So, cause I was scientific, scientifically geared, black and white. Show me the facts. Not this. Was not ready to accept that at all. And um, I remember going to my therapist after that. And I was like, yo, I just had the wildest shit ever happen. And I told her that. And she was like, whoa. And I was like, yo, I don't know what that was. But that was like, so looking back at that, right? So I go from that, I get back out. I relapse a couple more times, wind up. And a couple more detoxes, got arrested. All sorts of shit, all sorts of trouble. Which led to like a huge spiritual awakening. And once I had that, I realized that that moment was just a little like, yo, I'm here. Mm -hmm. It was just a, yo, I'm here. And I felt it. And I was like, oh, fuck. That was you. But I was not ready to hear it. I was not ready to see it, feel it, hear it. Nothing. It was... But looking back, dude, it was like uh, just a little. It was it's it was funny to me. I was like, "Oh shit!" You were just like nudging me, like, "Yo, I'm here, mm. letting me know." Wow. Mm. I wow. came up after. I was like, "Thank you." I don't know what you just did to me, but thank you. <laughs> wow. And you're like, yeah, 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 and I was like, I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was an experience. What much better now looking back on it than at the time? I was scared to death. Mm. I had no idea. That's so good. Man. Couldn't be God. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have been. I was not. I was not in a place where it was God. Like there was no. There was no God. Mm. Like I thought about God as much as you think about broccoli. Mm. You just don't. You know? <laughs> Unless you're buying it. <laughs> and, and that's the importance of encounter. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That that's it's the encounter is everything. Because I can come to you all day long and give you a good message and inspire you and sound good and all this, but when he, when when something supernatural touches you, you can't you can't refute that. You can't you can't deny it. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to me with the drinking, right? Once you experience it, you cannot deny it anymore. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong, and I mean, it took an act of literal act of God for mm. me to admit that I was wrong. But he did it so gently too. So warm. Come on. It was just like a warm. I, I just described it as like a, a ribbon blown through the breeze and just like blew through my soul. Come on. And I was just like, ah, so good, man. Melted. <laughs> That's so good. Mm. It's powerful. Wow. Yeah. Bro, I got goosebumps. Dude, this dude. shit was fire. Like the, I, yeah, man. Like I was at work. I mean, I'll tell a short version of it for, to you. Um, so I was out of my second, third rehab. It was out of my third rehab. No, second rehab. And um, I started going through the steps and then went out and and got arrested and was hit with three felonies. So, like, it was, like, DUI, two full rehabs, sober living, fucking three felonies. Like, the world was, I was off the cliff, you know, done. And it was bleak. And then... 
I was at work after I got out of the detox. So it was right after my third detox. And I was alone and I was just walking around at work. Like crying, dude. Like I was crying like there was, it was done. Like my days were numbered. Dead man walking. Mm. And um, I was walking under the plant and it was raining. But I was underneath this thing that like kind of went up on an angle like this. So it was raining on both sides. And it was just like an intuitive turn. Like it wasn't a, a mental prayer. I didn't say anything. But it was just like my soul knew where to go. And it went there mm. on its own. And everything was removed for me. It was done for me. I didn't do shit. And then like that, it just, it was a little ball of warm. And it just washed over my whole body. And I just started bawling and like mental shift. Like I thought my family was against me. I thought my brothers were closing me out. And I was like, how lucky am I that I'm still alive? How lucky am I that I have my family still? How lucky am I for everything? Just everything changed. And then I looked behind me and I saw my past line up. Everything that happened brought me right there. And I was right where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, it's all going to be okay. Thank fucking God. Thank God. Wow. Yeah. So I felt a little, the same little thing sitting in the back judging everybody. So in that moment, judging everybody still. Like, what, what can possibly love me that much to pull me out of the throes of addiction while I'm judging everybody in a Sunday service? Like, that's a level of love that's infinite to look past all that and get through that. Boom. And that's why I say I had nothing to do with my sobriety. Shit was done for me. I can't take credit for any of it. How could I? You surrendered. Mm-hmm. I kicked my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the word surrender, right? Um, but come to find out, that's what that song was about too. Who would have, who would have known? Even though it mentions it well, multiple <laughs> times in it, um, surrender. Yeah, um, it's a great song. Everything uh, and nothing less by Chris McLaurin. Yeah, uh, yeah. His, uh, you should definitely listen to his live album. His I've listened to it. I've is, listened to some chunks of it. Dude, yeah. It's really good, man. He's so yeah. great. Um, so you have we we kind of touched on your early part, right on the couch where God spoke to you and your aunt confirmed it, and then we're here where you have this um, where you have this uh, idea of how to um, deliver this this gift, right, um, on a broader scope. So what what went on in between? You know that time and this time like what were some of your challenges with spirituality or faith um and what was some of the what were some of the other big things i mean we're talking 20 plus years i'm guessing there had to be some bumps in the road yeah um for a long time you know the lies i was believing a lot of lies i was believing that my value and worth was coming from other people I was believing that my value and worth was coming 
from being loved by other people, other people's opinions, uh, performance, all these things. And within, and I'm still being broken from those things. I haven't arrived, yeah. you know, um, I'm, God is still breaking those strongholds. So a stronghold is when, is when a lie is within our belief system. And God is breaking those things in my life. So I would have to say that the obstacles, well, I'll tell you what. So I got married late. <clears throat> I got mm. married around 40. Mm. And um, that was a challenge because, you know, for me, me getting married, <clears throat> I was just waiting for the right woman. And I'll keep it real. When I was young, I was like, I ain't getting married. I mean, me being with one woman for the rest of my life, psh, you crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. No, I don't. No way. Right, but, right. right? And I, but the Lord had to change that too because you talked about girls. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. I, everything for me was women, women, mm. women, women. I mean, that was it. And um, the Lord had to change my perspective on women. Um, <laughs> and that was hard because my, my first addiction was actually pornography. Okay. My my first addiction, I was I was introduced to pornography at the age of eight, mm. oh, wow. and um, that carried all the way into my 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 recovery. Mm -hmm. Even in my twenties, uh, early thirties, I was struggling with pornography. Yeah. I struggled with a very long time. Very, it was a it's one of those deep dark secrets. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Zach in ministry and still struggling with pornography. Sure, oh, that's right. That's a tough one. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to talk about that. Right. But I thank God he's delivered me from that. Oh, man. Come on. Yeah. And um, it's it's crazy because, you know, this thing right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's right there. It's right there. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's right there. Yeah. And the temptation, it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. And, and, and not even just this, but just even watching like commercials. You know, I got to be careful with what I'm watching. Yeah. I got to be careful with what I'm listening to. And uh, if you if, if you were to ask me what's your biggest obstacle or, or struggle when it comes to, uh, you know, being sober and, and just being a spiritual person, it would be lust, man. Mm. Lust. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And and it's, it's one of those things nobody likes to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And, you know. I, I didn't read the book, but there's this book is called every man's, uh, every man's secret. And it talks about that thing, man. Right. You know, we, so during the summertime, you know, I don't even go to the beach, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, I walk yeah. on the boardwalk, but, um, I, I'm going to try to go to the beach this summer though. And yeah. hopefully everything be good, but so, everything yeah, should yeah. be good. I just got to keep my eyes to myself. You know? I'll be at my wife. So <laughs> she'll go. keep it. She'll, keep, she'll be keeping me in check. But what I'm saying is, you know, the, the struggle, like for me, that thing that, 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 so someone, someone told me one time that lust is like a sumo wrestler. It's a sumo wrestler on the inside of you and you got to starve him every day. So it's like, am I going to feed my faith or am I going to feed my lust? Mm -hmm. And whatever you feed the most is going to win. Yeah, yeah. So that's that thing. It's like, it's like the thorn in my side. Mm. So there's, but, um, I've watched that, that harm a lot of people in, in Rick. I've watched it take people out because they don't see it as the thing that, that we, it's, it's just me. I'm just, I'm just, you know. I'm, it's, it's, it's healthier for me to go this route instead of going out and harming girls. But what my experience with it is, is it, it, it um, perpetuates 
and continues to perpetuate my idea of what women were and are, right? Um, it's not been part of my experience within recovery, but it certainly was leading up to, especially the last couple years of the run, um, where it perpetuated an idea of what I, all of a sudden I get here and I have certain ideas about what, where women stand in the world. Mm. Right? And I remember listening to somebody and they were like, they were just talking about the idea that uh, women were God's children too. And when they said that, I was like, what? Like that was, that was like really new news to me. Like, cause I couldn't see him like that. Um, and part of that was due to uh, the pornography and my experiences within relationships that were unhealthy. You know, I don't bring anything healthy to those relationships when I'm in, um, especially when I was in addiction. You know, that's a different story today, but that took, that took a lot of God taking away some things that I scratched and clawed at uh, before the, the willingness was, <laughs> you know, let go. Like, right. you know. <laughs> yeah, I had to get myself in a shitload of trouble to even, like, start down that path, you know, to even recognize, like, Dude, great it's my greatest character defect. Well, that's giving me so much trouble. And having absolutely no idea what I'm doing in relationships just compounds that fact. And the next thing I know, like my problems are mounting up on me and they're getting bigger. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? And so if like I mean that shit was becoming a problem. Problem problem. And I was lying. I was lying to this guy. Wasn't telling him what I was doing and shit. Not good. I can't live that way, you know. And um, I struggled with it for a while, but I'm on the sidelines right now. No dating, no nothing, no nothing for however long it goes. And it's like the first time in my life I've done that because I've had a girlfriend since I was in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Fourth grade? She checked the yes box. I asked her how <laughs> friends. I hope she did not listen. I was just going to fuck around, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no, I was always, you know, codependent as fuck. And all that just came up recently. And it was like, oh, dude, I, I got my ass kicked over. You know, when I actually saw it for what it was, when I saw the truth behind it. It hurt. That truth. That truth is ugly, man. And and being alone is something that I physically learned how to be alone down in Ventnor, but I was still grasping for that woman, whatever, whoever, whatever. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, that shit just all got brought to the forefront. Like that's what I've been going through for the last since November, really. It's a fucking journey. So, in my singleness, I, I hated being single. So I really, oh. I, can, I hated, I just hated it. And God had to bring me to a season of being content and being single. So, you, you, are you guys familiar with um, Christian Mingle? It's a dating. Oh, it's, a dating it. yeah, yeah, it's a dating site. Yeah, it's a dating site. You got yeah. plenty of fish. <laughs> you got all different kinds of yeah. it. Right? But I was on Christian Mingle for about two and a half years. 
Dude, I got some crazy stories. Oh, God, <laughs> sure, bro. Dude. It's crazy stories. But I'm going to spare you that. Yeah. But I want to give you the quick, just quick version. Um, I remember the Lord was just saying, you know what? I, I want you to get off this site. Mm. Just get off of it. Because I would drive like two hours for a cup of coffee. And, and it wasn't like I was going around banging chicks. I wouldn't yeah, sleep yeah. with anybody. I was just going out having coffee, spend a lot of money on dinners. I'm like, you know, I was like, and they, and I, they told me, don't take them out to eat. Get coffee first. Stupid me? No, we're going to go out to eat. I'm yeah. a classy Wasted. guy. You know what I'm doing? <laughs> Wasted money. But, you know, I met a lot of a lot of great girls, but met a lot of crazy ones too, right? And uh, I remember the Lord was like, you need, and, I, and I'm telling you, you know that internal voice, why you're wasting mm-hmm. your life? I heard that say that, this is what he said to me. Stop looking for mm-hmm. the right person and be the right person. Mm. That's what he said. That was it. <laughs> And I said, ouch. ouch. So I shut it off. Yeah. I said, you know, I canceled my membership. And the next six months, I, I was going to Applebee's by myself. Mm. I went to the movies by myself. And I'll tell you what, I loved it. I, it was like this, this, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is awesome. And I remember meeting um, at the time, well, my wife now at the time, just, you know, uh, someone that was going to church and we had one conversation and uh, we became friends. Um, but I'm not going to lie. When I first saw her, I was like, I'm in love. Yeah. But I knew that God had me in this season of being single. So I didn't do, I never pursued her. Mm. She was texting me. She was like, yeah, what's up? What's going on? And I'm like, Oh dude, I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> right. So I, I, I was like, God, I mean, it's right there. So, I, I, I moved in. I said, you know, I, I pursued her. But here's, this is the, the reason why I'm saying this is I want to just share this. Uh, one day we were in conversation at, at the church and the conversation got broken up and we just couldn't finish the talk. And uh, I ended up going home. She ended up calling me up. She said, hey, listen, can we finish our conversation? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, do you mind if I stop by? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Stop on, come on down. So... She ends up knocking on my door like five minutes later after she gets <laughs> off the phone. So I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, are you stalking me? I'm like, I got awesome. whacked out. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is what's going on. And she knocks on the door and I and I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, I just got off the phone with you. How did you get here so quick? She goes, I live four houses down. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> I'm right in front of you. Uh. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And it just showed me that when we force things, we waste more time, we waste more energy, mm. we waste more time, more money, whatever. And then we do things God's way. Boom. So it's right there in front of you. And when we don't do things God's way, the blessing that, that it's right in front of you, you don't see it. Yeah. You don't see it, man. Mm. It's so hard. It's so hard to, well, wrangle myself. I can't wrangle myself back in, dude. But, like, I want certain things. Like, I want to be, like, you you know, you wanted the wife and the happy relationship. Like, I want my own house, and I want it tomorrow. Mm. Actually, like, I wanted it, like, what, six months ago? I want it. Mm. Yeah. And getting there is going to happen when it happens. And being okay with that. I will, but, like, if I'm so hyper-focused on that, I'll miss everything along the way. I'll miss so true. everything along the way. And I get lost in there for a couple of days and open my, open my eyes back up. But it's a struggle for sure. 
mm. to stay to stay present really yeah mm. can i share something with you absolutely matthew chapter 6 verse 33 jesus says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you when you focus on on the all and we don't focus on God focus on what he wants us to focus on. We never get the added. Mm-hmm. See, when we focus on what he wants us to focus on first, because he says, seek the kingdom first and his righteousness, then you're going to get this. But yet we focus on this oh, yeah. and we never get this <laughs> because he wants you over here. And this is, and God will always do what he needs to do to get you to focus on the kingdom first. And it's uncomfortable yeah. and sometimes it sucks because there's something on the inside of us that wants to do things our own way, oh, even yeah. in recovery. The, the, the driving force. Right? Yeah. I just want to have a little bit of control here. I feel like I should be given some. And can it be the small things? That's cool. I mean, I'm going to start off wanting control of the big things, you know, like the relationships and um, whatever else I, can, I might consider big. Some people, you know, job, whatever. Um, but I remember the big switch for me that really kick-started it was when I had done, um, I had done some self-examination and I took it to a woman and I shared that self-examination with her. And in that, within that self-examination, what had been shown to me is, is that I was a sexist. And that word I wrote out. Now, I would normally would not write that out about myself um, because, well, that's going to ruin my game. <laughs> I can't admit that. I can't admit that. I'm not and, confessing and, that to and, anyone. Unless I'm going to try to manipulate it with it and show how cool and, you know, on I am. Um, but this was, I got to share it with a, um, a beautiful woman in AA, um, my girl, Alice, you know. Um, and I'd, I'd been describing to her some of the stuff I'd written down. And, um, and I said, yeah. And I, and I got to this point where I recognized them. Um, that I was a sexist. And she goes, well, I'm glad you said it because I was getting ready to say it <laughs> based on everything that I had written down. Wow. Like it was glaring wow. once it got out of this head and onto some paper so that I could actually see what God wrote through me to show me my truth. Um, and that truth is, is I don't know how to treat women. Now, today, that is much different. I've followed some directions. I've invited God into... Um, all personal relationships, right? I don't, I just because, just because there may be something attached to the relationship doesn't mean I treat it any differently, really. Like mm-hmm. I can attach girlfriend to it or best friend or whatever. But the truth is, is y'all all are going to get treated the same because I don't really know how to treat you to begin with. But it's going to be me trying to get mm. and take. And when I, when you don't meet those demands, um, I'm going to get offended and I'm going to get hurt because I'm going to be fearful of what you must think of me and that I must not be enough and that I'm less than and unworthy, right? These are the, this is the shit I bring with me to all relationships, right? Um, so when I get to start to uncover that shit, right? Like really do this dive like Ryan's been talking about what he's been going through. Um, when I get to that level, what happens is, is not only can I bring something to let's say that relationship where girlfriend's attached to it, but I can actually bring it to all of my personal relationships, right? And, and I believe that that was a real, because hmm, to be considered a sexist, 52% of the population is women, right? And I'm obviously not going to try to date them all type of deal. Right, so I'm gonna probably have some women that are gonna be friends in my life, 
Um, am I going to be able to do that? Am I going to be able to be useful to them? Right. If, if God has me here to be useful to his children, have I now just cut out half of them because I can't see them as that? Um, and when I when I showed up here, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, that was the case. But now, man, he has put so many powerful women in my life that it is like um, I'm like, holy shit, I got it. I got I got you. Right? I can list four women right now that blow my mind away all the time with the dignity and grace that they walk with and what they've come through to get there. Like sometimes they make me blush with their stories. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> you know, but that's the beauty of what this, of what we're all discussing here is what I'm allowing God or what I'm inviting God in to do. You know, I don't want to be this anymore. I don't want to be that person. It hurts and it hurts others. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's like a two-edged sword. It's like, it's good, but it's like, ugh. It hurts. It's gross when you see it, too, because you got to see it first. And seeing it sucks. And half the time, I'd rather stay asleep. <laughs> like, there was some shit, you know, if somebody's telling you your truth or you're seeing your truth. That's why I got high. Bro, for real, I'm running from that motherfucker. I don't want to see the truth. I don't want to see the truth. Fuck that. Crazy. It's dark <laughs> down there. Scary. Yeah. I, I then I got to see who I really am Ooh. or what I really am. Ooh. Ugh, <laughs> yo, for real. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that no, I don't. That's what I ran from. Yeah, I don't want, really. That's what I and 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 what changes what changes us is that when you get this. So when we get this spiritual awakening, so I love how you know spiritual awakening is not just seeing God for who He really is. But it's also seeing us for what we really are. Mm. <laughs> and what changes us is that when I know what I really am and he still loves me. That. Ah. That. <clears throat> Come on. That. That. <laughs> that's, that's life. And that's the kind of love. Not not the love from the wife. Not right. the love from mom and dad. Mm. Not the love from anybody. It's no human love. No, Because human love will always, always let you down. Yeah. Always, I'm sorry, and, and no. some some people might might get offended of that, but nah, that's just not, that that wouldn't be acknowledging truth. I mean, how could they not? How could it not? People fail you always. Yeah. Shit, I fail myself every day. Yeah. You know, if you want a done a job done right, do it yourself. I fuck that up every day. Right? So how could I rely on something human to take care of a problem I can't take care of? Mm -hmm. And that's why we love fellowship too, because we can't leave the fellowship out because the fellowship, you see, so God loves, God loves community. He's all about community. So the love of God will be manifested in, in a corporate setting. Hmm. And when, because so the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. It's the same thing with all of them. So your function, my function, us working together, you may have a different gift, I may have a different gift, you have, but yet we're one body. We're one community. And us working together and the love of God flows through community. And that one of the, one of the ways that the enemy, our spiritual enemy, likes to defeat us is to isolate us. Mm -hmm. If he can get us alone, boom. Oh, yeah. I know what that looks like to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um it doesn't, you know, it's funny because, um, and I know Ryan has gotten to experience this um, as well, but, and I know you have, um, but the, that, that pull towards just keep moving um, mm. keeps, 
keeps that isolation part. You know, I remember hearing someone tell me about that alcoholism, the ism standing for I separate myself, right? Mm. And I was like, okay, I can get down with that, right? Because um, it's easy to remember. And it's also my, it's also my uh, existence. Um, but once, once you get in the middle of this thing, man, it's real hard to isolate, you know? That's the beauty of having these right. things that we were talking about, these phones, right? Fucking phone keeping right? <laughs> Motherfuckers. Can't, you know? Don't you know I'm sulking for that? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. I was sitting in um, – I was doing a group today, um, you know, um, and, uh, and I came in with the topic of hope and freedom, mm. right? Because, in truth, that covers a whole lot of things from start to um, – wherever I'm at today, right? That there's a continuation of hope that this will continue to get even better, right? And I, and I develop and learn more freedom. But the two things that will pull me back, and I mentioned the, to them, one was uh, the isolation. To all of a sudden I start thinking, you know what? I don't need to come in here on my day off anymore. You know, I need to... I need to get some rest or I need to do some other things um, because I have time for that. God sets aside time for those things, um, but he also sets a time, aside time for me to take action. Um, you know, and I love that. I love that. I, lo I love, right now my life has slowed way down, but it doesn't look like isolation. It looks like what God has done is come in and work some balance into my life by removing some things um, that I was unwilling to let go of. Um, and he has come in and, 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 and untangled some of my life um, because I, um, well, I do what I do. And that's how I grab hold of things and I, and I grip them. And, uh, and because you were just talking about it, they, they can, um, well, they become my identity, right? And they, uh, they, they give me what I think this hole in my spirit may need or this illness that has, has grown a little bit while I'm chasing around all these things, you know, instead of staying into the community and just allowing, you know, it's pretty cool. That's good, man. It's so good. This is awesome. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> Something happens in this room, man. I hope you invite me back. Uh, absolutely <laughs> absolutely man yeah. we um uh, it's been uh, we've been talking about this one yeah for, i was excited for this yeah and we've been talking about it for more than just when uh we knew that you were coming we've been talking about this one for a, a while um because we were just very intrigued you were going to be the first guy on here who was going to um probably use that word jesus for one yeah. <laughs> which yeah, we were I mean, both had, excited about yeah and you know? I, I was curious like because i i haven't been back to church you know and like i guess i still do have a resentment against it i don't think i do but i might if i well i haven't really gone out of my way to to go back maybe i'll go back um, it's, it's one of those things where you, you I want to be. I don't want to be disrespectful, but sometimes churches can be like a fast food restaurant. Yeah. If you don't like McDonald's, go to Burger King. If you don't right. like Burger King, go to Wendy's. Yeah. Just find one that you feel comfortable in, man. You know. So if when someone says, "What church should I go to?" Find one that feeds your spirit, and then find one that makes you feel welcomed. Right. You know, I've been to churches where people are just not friendly. I'm like, uh, I'm not coming here no nah, more. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just, you just got to find the right one. It may take some time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Take yeah, your time. Interesting. So do you actually have a, a home church? I do. Do you? So, and I'm excited to say that because <laughs> when I was at RCA, I didn't have called? a home church. Yeah, is that what it's yeah. called a home church? Well, not local. I would call it local okay. church. But yeah, that's church. just popped into my head. I don't know. Kind yeah. of stole it from I home group. Shit. I'm very ignorant. Like, like home group, home I, church. I stole it from home group <laughs> yeah, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I actually go to Crossroads in Pleasantville, uh, Pastor Matt Mouliette. And um, what's crazy is that he was my youth leader when I was a teenager. Oh, wow. shit. Yeah, I just watched your whole. <clears throat> so he's so he's like he poured his life into me. Uh, a, another youth leader, uh, Matt uh, Matt Holman. I'm sorry, Tim Holman. Excuse me. He poured his life into me, and it's just so crazy to sit under his leadership now. Mm. You know, because I was sitting under his leadership as a as a teenager, and now um, as a as an adult. Yeah, Crossroads out in Pleasantville. Yeah, okay. it's, I love. But you got to check out the building, man. It's like an old old cathedral building it looks where like a castle where is the picture it's in uh um in pleasantville off, of, off of route is it route nine is it route nine or new road new i think road? it's new road it, it, it's a it's a gray castle <laughs> it's a, really it's where been there for years okay. like it's there's no other building in pleasantville that looks like that i'm really? telling you and it's like so when i walked in so i've only been going there for like maybe five months okay yeah because okay. i've only been laid off sometimes yeah so yeah, it's not yeah. been that long. So, yeah. so as soon as I got laid off, went right over there. Nice. Cause I was like, cause I was longing for that being running, uh, doing Sunday morning service at RCA. I wasn't able to be part of a local body, right. you know, now before, uh, before I became full-time at RCA, I was part of a church in Seville, but they okay. had sent me out. Like nothing bad happened there. I just left because I was going full time. Yeah. Yeah. But I just felt like the Lord was leading me to a local local home body sure yeah yeah that's sick i think it's i think that's important man i think it's important to be part of a local body a local church so that you can have an outlet to serve sure Mm. you have to serve i mean the 12 step is you know you got to use the gifts that god has given you yeah you got to function in that man you know you got to give it back you got to give back 100 to give back the service side of it is huge yeah I mean, I've, I've gone to church a couple of times and it's not anything. I mean, my schedule, I've worked Sundays now for mm. quite a long time yeah. from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've gone. I remember I walked into, uh, I think it was St. Peter's Cathedral up in New York and they had just finished um, the renovation. And that, that was my first experience in, since I had been a kid where I walked into a church and it was boom. I was like, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we sat in and we actually listened to the mass. And um and this was pretty early in my recovery, but I didn't feel like ugh, or like how I would feel towards the end of high school where I felt like this was just crap. Mm. Um you know, because I and I've shared it on here before. I I I was dragged around to church by a man who didn't look like he really understood what church was supposed to be teaching. <laughs> um right? And uh so here I am thinking eh, this shit doesn't really make sense to mm. me. But me and my sister were talking about it, which was kind of crazy, um, about how we both remember the two different priests at, at uh, St. Philip's, which was uh, where we both went to middle school at, and how one brought that message of like love and like everybody wanted to be at his service and then you would come in sometimes and it would be the other one mm. who had like a military haircut and, and his homilies were like, <laughs> and, um, 
and it was kind of it was kind of interesting because what happened was is I started to attach what I thought church was to the guy with the military haircut, right. you know. Um, so it was kind of cool. I went with my mom. As soon as I got out of rehab, she was like, "Hey, do you want to go to church?" I was like, "Yes," and that was because of you. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've I've had some experiences. Um, it it interests me, shall we say? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I think also too, and I do it. I do it. I think we all say it. I think it's just a, it's a thing. Let's go to church. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that you can go to church. See, church is not a building. It's people. It's it's uh, it's an identity. That's actually what we're called as the people of God, the church. So I think, um, and that's a just a mindset, but. Uh, I, I believe that we need to be the church rather than just go to church. I have a question for you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. So you said at 15, you turned your life over to Jesus. How'd that happen? Like not how did it happen, but what led up to that? Um, was it like the childhood upbringing in the church? Um, so I went to a, it was actually a green tree church. What's that? Uh, it's uh, where it's just a church. Okay. Green Tree. That's what it's called. Oh, the name. Yeah, of it was it's Green, Green Tree. Tree. I thought it was like a type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. 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 No, it's all good. No. Yeah. yeah. So the name of the church is Green Tree, and um, I remember it was at a Phil Driscoll concert. Like this dude can play the trumpet like, like nobody, bro. It was like this, like, just an awesome trumpet. So it was like a, a concert, and he gave an altar call. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even a church service. Like he, he just talked about Jesus and he said, listen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If you believe in him, you ain't going to perish. If you believe in him, you'll have everlasting life. So what are you going to do? Choose him, have life. Don't choose him. Don't have life. I'm like, huh, I want life. <laughs> Makes sense. Right. right? <laughs> and I was 15. Right. There was no addiction. There was no... You know, I was still caught. I was caught up in pornography, yeah. And that that shame and guilt was really killing me, right? But I went up. I gave my heart to the Lord, and I remember at 15 years old. And I was weird because I had just moved from New York. I didn't know nobody. I was going to Absagami High School. Uh, started wrestling, and um, I remember I I was I was doing a, a Bible club in high school called Lost But Found. And in between classes, I would go in the hallways when everybody's in class, I would go into people's lockers and just like put in Jesus tracks <laughs> in the whole school, dude. And I remember people and it would be like this gory track of Jesus on the front cover of this of this track. And he's just like ripped up in blood. And it's like this blood's for you. Smashing them with it. Smashing with it. And I did that. Yeah. And it would and it, it was like this. Where did I, who, who's handing these out? Yeah. And I would just chuckle. I would be like, oh, that's me, but nobody knew, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I just remember my junior year, I just felt like the party was passing me by, dude. I'm like, I want to have fun. Yeah. And I just started smoking weed and um, the rest is history. Weed and then some Coke. And then boom, keep going. And, they, and then end up in a hotel room for three days smoking crack. Right, right, right. <laughs> As you do. You know, you know. As we do. The norm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's a little 
Uh, Transition, <laughs> from, you know, smoke a little weed. Yeah. Well, first off, handing out Jesus music with, with the bloody gory Jesus on the front. This blood's for you. Yeah, it's I fire. love that. Fire. That's that a shirt. Is, <laughs> that is that is definitely a shirt. Um, well, I I want to make sure I reiterate that um, how much um, your presence in that rehab. See, I, I, I can look back today and, and recognize that I was brought to that facility from Florida for a reason. And there was a few men in that building and a few people in that building that I needed to meet. And God knew that. Um, that's why I'm able to sit here today because of that. Um, and you are uh, one of those men, right? That I know I was brought there because you were the one that was able to crack the ice um, for me on God and spirituality. Um, through the simple action, um, at the time, it didn't matter what your words were. You, you picked up a guitar, you sang a song, I cried. And that's what, that's what there's where the crack happened, right? The, the break of the wall that I had built up. Um, because what you offered in the idea and relationship of God was different than anything I would experienced up to date. Um, and that's what, it, in truth, it seems like that's all I really needed to allow uh, some light uh, to enter, as we've been talking about. And uh, I can't thank you enough. You know, last week I celebrated five years. Mm -hmm. um, and you are, uh, and it's been really cool because the other guy I got to spend time with last week as well. So two of the people in my life that, that opened my eyes to things that I didn't want to look at, uh, I've gotten to see. God has kept y'all in my life. It's fucking awesome. I can't thank you enough. And I just have this, I'm a, I, it's for you to say that it's an honor, but I want to talk about consistency for a second. <laughs> this, this guy, this guy texts me every, for the past five years, every morning. I'm not lying. Mm. If you go through my phone right now, <laughs> There's not uh, one day, uh, dude. I don't uh, know anybody <laughs> that's faithful, uh, consistent like him. I'm sorry. That's I endurance don't. and he, desperation, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and it amazes me. And when I read him, I'm like, wow. And I, I mean, it's just it's powerful. So you know, you're welcome, but you did the work. Every day, bro, text. I love I, it. I know. Trust me. I <laughs> Same. <laughs> There's going to be some people when they hear this yeah, laughing. They're going to be like, gonna be like them too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. yeah if foreign were to not come through, I would be... I would be upset if I didn't get my text. I'd be concerned. No, I'm not kidding. I think it was like 12 p.m. And I'm like, wait a second. I haven't gotten a text from Darren. And no lie, it came like 1 p.m. Maybe it was a technical problem or something. Sleeping in that. Took the morning off. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to a bunch of people. Like, I still... Big Kev? I don't remember Big Kev. Actually, Big Kev just texted me on my way here. Okay. That's my man. He's, he's I talked dude. to him this morning. He said he texts you every, every once in a while. Yeah, he's a good dude. But everybody I was talking to, I was like, yo, Pastor Zach's going on tonight. They're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's go. I remember when I first met him, I was scared of him, bro. I was bro, like, he's huge. This guy. He, I have him on my phone. He's Big Kev. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the guy. Me and him were sitting in there. That was like my first dude in there. 
like the first guy I could look at and <coughs> and relate to. I was like, all right, me and this guy get it. Like, I don't know who we're in here with, but me and him get it. And um, we would be sitting in Mr. B's groups, and Mr. B would be hitting you with some truth, and me and Kev just looked at each other like, we are fucking up so bad. <laughs> just crying, like, yo, we suck. We got to figure this out. <laughs> Mr. B was like, you sitting in the chair pissing on yourself. And me and Kev were like, oh, my God crying our fucking eyes out man mm. yeah he's such a good dude man i remember having one-on-ones with him i'm like man if i piss this guy off dude he's gonna pound me bro he's huge i'm like this guy, he's coming he's on a, he's, a, he's coming on he's soon. a big man <laughs> he is a big he's man. a good dude i love i love kev he's such a good heart too man <laughs> oh dude he's a good heart yeah he's a you know he's a, he pulled me back off the ledge a couple times over a phone call mm. powerful He'll be coming on too. It was up in Long Island, so it's, we gotta plan that out mm. on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah, man. Nice, nice. Yeah, we're still doing some, uh, doing a little work on uh, the remote interview. Okay. So that um, make it easier on certain people, you know. Um, so I think I think that's something that I was gonna work on. That's what I was Yeah, the remote stuff. Yeah. So I got to do the drive. How was it like an hour for you? To come here? Yeah. Oh, it was uh, uh, 47 minutes. Yeah. That's not bad. that bad. For like That's everybody, bad. it seems to be. Yeah. Yeah, it was 47. Uh, no big deal. But just, just to be able to expand. You know, so that's what we're thinking. But for right now, it's been great. We've mm-hmm. been blessed because there's so mm-hmm. many people that we have around this area or that have happened to be in the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you guys thought of Zoom? Yeah, yeah. It's just getting it. Fucking technology, you know. Like, well, so it's getting a webcam, it, webcam and zoom. Yeah, account. that, and then getting it into this, and then up into the portal. I gotta upload it to, oh. and then marrying everything up with like, I think, I think it's easier than I think. It's just doing it. Yeah, we, me and him gotta test it out. Yeah, I'm gonna do a little technology. My, my sister was talking about last week where she has a friend of hers that she works with that handles a lot of their stuff, but also has a podcast. So we're kind of hoping she'll give us a few of the corner cutters okay. you know so that ryan uh come on tony <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah man we appreciate you greatly brother what um so if people are looking for this faith yeah over addiction yeah how do they um, what's what's the best way to like find you so for right now you can go on my facebook page okay and um i'm gonna spell my name for you z-a-h-a-r-i-a-s and the last name is C A R A C O S T A N T A K I S. Yeah, that just happened. <laughs> press that rewind button. Yeah, just press the rewind button and <laughs> just Spotify. write that down. That's on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> on Spotify, it's like the half speed button. So <laughs> yeah, so that speed. just happened. And um, you can find me How on. How do you pronounce it? It's Zaharia Karakostantakis. Jeez. Bro, school is horrible. <laughs> Scan, Scantron test? Oh. <laughs> my name never fit. <laughs> never. That's why I'm guessing that's not the 37 percent of you that's Italian. No, no, that's that's the Greek part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my Facebook page. I do have a Facebook group. Um, I'm not really active in it, but if you request to be part of the group, I'll 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 accept it. And um, right now, I'm I'm really working on content. Okay. Getting that course out. Getting the membership site. 
because the Facebook group is just going to be an outlet of the membership site. But if sure. you really want to hear, because I do, I do uh, little videos, you know, every now and then on my Facebook page. You can always go on my Facebook page, request request me as a friend, or my my videos are, are public, so you can yeah. go, yeah, and they're short; they're not they're not really that long. So I do enjoy them. I check them out pretty much well, thank every you, day. Man. So. Thank you, thank you. That's, that means a lot. That is awesome. Um, yeah, so you know, we'll uh, we'll definitely have you back on, especially uh, when you get uh, to a point where maybe this thing is really up and running. Yeah, definitely. You know. Please, please um, have me back. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. absolutely. Enjoyed it. Yeah, this been a blast. You guys are awesome, and I'm, I'm excited to, to, to see where where God takes this. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun, man. It's cool. Yeah. We, um, it's been fun. We thank you for all that you do for the community. You know, it's a it's a broad community. Yeah, and that's uh and that's really cool. Um, so thank you. Um, just real quick, everybody, we do have uh, we got another guest coming up after uh, for next week. Um, you've heard his name. Multiple times. Multiple times uh, as well. And that'll He's be... He's the guy that told you... Uh, when you asked him why oh. you deserve sobriety. He told yeah, he you told me no. He said you, you deserve death or jail. <laughs> <laughs> the, the CEO at the time, David, uh, had heard through his uh, executive assistant that I was going around being very nice to the, client, to the uh, employees of the building. And he wanted to meet me. So he brought me in. He goes, you know, I got a little homework assignment for you. I want you to write uh, an essay on why you deserve to be sober. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I go, Chris, hey, listen, Dave gave me this thing. And he wants me to write down why I deserve to be sober. And I've written this. And he looks at it. He's like, oh, that's great. He goes, you know what you should write? Is is I don't that I deserve to either die or be in jail. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So why would I write that? <laughs> so, so yeah, Chris Brennan will be on next. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, man, you got love you guys, dude. Love you. <laughs> Thanks again, Zach. Yeah, thank you for thank you for having me. All right. Blast. Love you guys.